Welcome to Double Dose of Raw Talk Podcast, your weekly dose of many discussions and opinions, a show where we get comfortable being uncomfortable. And remember, no topic is off limits. Now let's talk about it. So I still like it a little raspy <laughs> and whatnot, so forget <laughs> it. It's like it happens all the time. But here we are. Okay. So welcome back, guys, to another week and another episode on Double Dose of Raw Talk podcast i'm your host misty and today we have a long time coming guest i say this all the time with so many people but i really mean it this time so before we even jump into the intros i used to give like this whole intro to every guest right but then i'm like no this is creating a space where i give my guests a a, a platform to have a continued voice right and so i allow them to do their introduction because who knows themselves best but you right but i do want to say this little thing so i'm going to take it all the way back to watch i'm going to age myself totally not um i want to say maybe around 2011 2011 2010 um i had known about you through a mutual person um and I don't, you know, I don't like to incriminate people, but it's through the church. Um, he was a coworker of mine, Robert, and <laughs> that's how I came to know about your page. So, <laughs> yes. So I have to say, we love that. that. Yeah. So I, I have to say that because I can't. T- I think there's a good handful of guests that I've had that I've connected through someone and have been following for some time. But then it's like fast forward to having a podcast and then bringing them on the show. Right. Um, But I knew of you. I knew of you for a very long time. You know, someone who was starting off with curves with moves, someone who was starting off with IG lives and, and, and um your videos. And and I knew. Right. Of it then, yeah. Since then, crazy. Since a, a long time ago. <laughs> And I used to be like, damn, like, not for nothing. It's true. Like, I swear I was burning calories dancing. Nobody could tell me nothing. And right? I kept myself Listen. alive. Yes. No, it's true. <laughs> Today, I was so focused at work. And someone said, you know, what you've been doing? I said, it's been a smooth day. They're like, oh, not busy. I said, no, very busy, very productive. But it's been a smooth day. And they said, well, why? I said, well, because I've had music on blasting all day in my office. And as I've been completing my work, I have been able to blast this music and I just been dancing and I've, I got up a few times and I was like busting moves all by my damn self in my office. Nobody's going to yes. watch me. Nobody's going to tell me shit, but it, it just feels felt good so too. good. It just did. And so <laughs> it was so intentional and so aligned to finally have you on this show. So will my guests please introduce yourself to the Double Dose of Raw Talk listeners. Oh my God, of course. Well, thank you so much for having me, Miss D. I'm so excited um, for everyone who is joining in. Hello. Um, my name is Jessie Diaz Herrera, but as uh, she knows, I'm also known as at Curves with Moves yes. on Instagram, TikTok, and pretty much all platforms. Mm-hmm. But um, I am a, uh, I first, I tell everyone, I am, uh, you know, a mom. I am a neurodivergent mom. Mm. Um, but most and foremost for me, um, I'm a plus size athlete, uh, trainer, and um, joyful movement instructor. I like to say, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Um, and so I've created a class called Free the Jiggle, where we uh, dance, shake, and jiggle, and release a lot of stress and tension um, through joyful movements, twerking, and <laughs> posing, and all the things. Yes. And I also um, co-run a New York based, uh, event group called power plus wellness, where we curate private 
fitness events for plus bodies uh, in a safe space. Yes. So Amazing. really exciting stuff. Yes. <laughs> I'm really excited. And it, and it couldn't hold. And I have to say, it couldn't have been 2010, but I have to, I, I'm going to say because I, I, I knew Robert in 2016. So it has to be like 2016, 2015. So it's but actually that's still probably, almost like 10 years ago. Yeah, that is. So it like, has it's to like be. eight, nine years ago. It has to be. Yeah. So you know what? But I'm it, chasing it, it back. <laughs> I'm chasing it back to when I first met him and I sustained yeah. a connection with him because it was, yeah. I, I, he was my coworker. So I'm chasing it back to when I met him. And then as time went by and, you know, he, he knows me, he knows I'm like a very proud plus size person right um but isn't that cool when guys can be like oh yeah i recognize like which is cool because usually you hear it from other women that's the first shout out to rob shout out to rob because he's one of those people who he and i remember him one of the key components is oh you should get to know this person you should come he would always say you should come you should get to know this but you should meet this person um so i remember when he introduced me to your page it was through facebook messenger and he forwarded your page and so i was like oh okay so i'm actually chasing it back when I first met him so but shout out to him um you know I always appreciate a great connection that going down the line I mean I've had a guest here who on a personal note I have been at parties I have been baby showers I have been at housewarmings I have been in so many spaces with her for years and then I joined her community and I've mentioned her so many times here. It's one of my proudest episodes with Melanie Santos Co. And, you know. Oh, I love Melanie. Yes, yes. And, and the world is so small. And of course so I know small. Melanie. Of course. And, but I had, I had seen her in so many events through mutual friends. And it wasn't until this space that I was able to really learn from her in such a different way and really value her to come on this platform and share her gems as a guest, right? And so I always like to give that recognition where like somewhere there was a connection if there was, and then here we are today, (laughs) right? So I think it's a beautiful Yeah, it's all meant to be, yeah, all like divine connections. All of it, all of it is fantastic. (laughs) All right, so here on the show, we always kick off with a raw mess of the week. Now, I sometimes get very messy with this you know with some like gossip and the media and all that stuff right and yes. sometimes it's like very relevant to what we're going to talk about but then at times it's not however I do want to highlight something okay and I feel it's important with a concept that we are going to discuss today right and so I'm not a sports girl I'm not the most sports I do <laughs> is soccer okay but <laughs> Listen, I'm Ecuadorian. That's, I'll watch baseball. I'll watch all the other things, especially in the championships, semifinals, finals, whatever the hell you call it, right? Okay, great. But I have been recently, you know, my kid is a fanatic of sports, and I have been recently watching the basketball games, right? There's like this whole thing with the basketball games, right? And the commentators, you know, it's not really messy, but I just wanted to highlight it so much because I'm like, well, damn, he does take care of himself, right? The way they talk about the older players and do they still got it and the way they move. And and it, it, it put me in a space where I'm like, you're not for nothing. My father is about to be 70 next year. He had one health scare and my man's was walking at minimum a mile a day and lost so much weight. But his mission was to get healthier. When I look Mm -hmm. at these athletes, right? And of course, listen, they got money. So they're going to invest in their bodies, right? I get that part. 
but you don't need money to invest in your health and your wellness and your body, right? It's the level mm. of discipline. So when I hear, and I've been hearing these commentators and they talk a lot of shit. Oh my God, during those they games, do. they talk so much <laughs> shit. A lot but of ageism for sure. A though. lot of ageism, but I wanted, you know, it's a little bit of a hot take, right? This whole little thing of, oh, you're too old for this, or you're, you know, mm, you're not supposed to be in the mix, you know, leave it to the young people. I want to have your take on that a little bit, especially as someone who advocates so much for movement and it shouldn't be of a limit to someone, especially with age. I want to get your take on that a little bit of where we are in society when it comes to that. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like, well, yeah. And that's, I, and I said it immediately, I was like, this is ageism right mm-hmm. off the bat. Right. <clears throat> mm-hmm. But I think it's in a lot of ways, there's this atypical understanding of what a fitness person should look like. They need to be all muscled up, six pack abs. They, they look between 20 and 30 years old. Um, you know, and I also like a lot of that is a facade because there's so many things. I think one thing is you can look physically fit, Mm -hmm. right. But looking physically fit, is one piece of health and wellness. Mm-hmm. And we we talk about this a, a lot um, in my classes too, but like movement is self-care. And we're not just talking about doing stuff to perform. We're talking about doing stuff to heal, mm-hmm. doing, you know, working out to relieve stress, mm-hmm. working out to run around with our kids, working around, working out for better sex, whatever it is. Anything, like that, right. For you. Yes. You know what it is? Like, um, we're going to be real, right? Yeah, all the way raw. All the you way know? raw here. <laughs> all the way raw. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, but it's for real. Like, people don't know, like, fitness, there's so many aspects to it. And especially as you get older, you want to be moving. And I think what we forget is, like, our bodies are, are like, they're like a well-oiled machine, right? Mm-hmm. If you're not, like, if that machine is not moving, it's going to get cranky and you need to put the oil, you yes. know, all that kind of stuff. Yes. You need to be moving your body more as you get older um, because it's going to, it's going to give you more vitality. It's going to give you more life. It's going to give you less stress. And so I feel like that's a very atypical and that's really what I'm trying to do. And a lot of other people are trying to do in the fitness space is let people know that there's not a one way to look in the fitness industry. And there's so much represented within the fitness industry doesn't have to do with weight or muscles or how you look. And if you're going to disregard that, if you're going to disregard all the self-care and all of the amazing mental health benefits, only based on how someone looks, well, Mm -hmm. someone could look really, you know, muscly, but they probably, but but they could be depressed. Right. Right. And they're just so, so yeah, I just feel like uh, people need to look at fitness as a holistic approach to really like self-care. Right. Right. I agree with you. You know, one of the things um, that I'm also going to highlight and, and it wasn't messy, first of all, listen, I'm going to age myself again. I'm 37. Okay. For some of y'all, we're the same. I'm, I'm a okay. year younger than you. Okay. I love it. Okay. I mean, I don't feel a day. I don't know. Okay. Let's just, hold on. Let me tell you something. It's only Gen. It's only Gen Z that is making us feel old. Like, Right? We're not old yet. <laughs> I feel like I'm I just turned 27. Like I don't I know. feel like and, and I'm still excited I, I about wait. my 40th birthday. I'm like planning it as of now. I've been planning it for 2 years. So no, you are still 
you are still in the first half of your life. Yeah, yeah, it's so true. So I saw this post about um, Marky Mark, Mark Wahlberg, and it was mm-hmm. his schedule from the moment he wakes up. And he woke wakes up apparently around 3.30 in the morning or something like that. But one of the first oh, things yeah. he does, I mean, he's so intense. It's snack time, food time, family time, meetings, work. But one of the things I loved so much was that he had time for himself in that schedule, right? And so regardless of how he looks and regardless of his age, it was just such an intentional schedule to look at. And also for some of us who have been fans for a long time and we just think he's like gorgeous, right? Okay, cool. But, <laughs> you know. Let me see how you, let me see yeah. what you're doing, boo. But it's just to see like <laughs> and where he is today, right? And we're talking about a celebrity because, right, somebody leaked his schedule. But it's beautiful to mm-hmm. see what that me time looks like and what that mental wellness looks like too for someone, right? Um, and, and how that impacts your overall physical wellness as well. So I definitely wanted to highlight it because it's definitely one of the things that I picked up on with the commentators and, and during the game. And like, you know, oh, he still got it. I mean, well, you know, he's an athlete. Like this is something that he does, you know, regardless of age. Exactly. I think it's if you keep doing it and you have the discipline, I mean... That's, I mean, like I said, you know, that's why Tom Brady was able to go for as long as he did in yes, football. And yes. like, I just feel like, I think there was just this, I just saw a story of a 47 year old gymnast who is, she's preparing for the 2024 mm-hmm. Olympics in Japan, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, But 47 years old. Yes. And so it's just, you know, again, defying those, the odds um, in whatever, like the, the society thinks that fitness or like that, you know, you are not an athlete. If you don't look like this athletes look like so many different people. I know we are all athletes in our own ways, you know? Yes. All right. Well, you know, I wanted to get a little messy with that, but I want to jump right into <laughs> the segment as raw as it gets. And this is when I want to dive into the community that moves with confidence and freeing the jiggle. So let me say this. Ooh. I am one. And I shared this a couple episodes ago. I've worked with Naomi Hitters, good friend of mine, but also food and health coaching because one of the um, intentional purpose I had there and, and my, my listeners know this was to learn about food in a different way, not a restrictive mm-hmm. way, because I still love to eat certain things, right? <laughs> but, you know, just, just learning how to play with it a little bit, right? And learning how to incorporate new and, and healthier things. So I was never really a fan of, like, greens or veggies. With her, I've learned how to really find the love in that, right? But another thing that I felt was a very much so holding me back. Um, and I, I do believe I said it on the spot in one of the Solita episodes, but if I didn't, you guys are going to hear it today. I've always worn a faja. I've always worn a faja because that's what <laughs> makes you, you know, look, you know, real tight and everything. Right. And <laughs> after working with her for quite some time, literally one day I just woke up and I said, you know what? I'm not wearing this shit anymore. And I... I fuck the faja and it's there like there because I have more than one guys that's how much I've worn fajas every single day and I you know it aligns with this concept of yes freeing the jiggle right but also just feeling so free and not feeling Mm -hmm. so constrained and so restricted and 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 feeling like I have nowhere to go but to stay in place it it was so impactful that I've noticed so many physical changes too and and we're gonna keep it all the way raw here y'all I'm talking about even my menstrual cycle I'm talking about symptoms I'm talking about so many things that I realized 
were no longer a thing. Like my, my cramps were never like this. Wow. I can actually manage this without stuffing yeah. my face with Tylenol and Mito and all this stuff. I didn't realize <laughs> just how impactful those things were. Right. And so learning how to also incorporate movement into, Oh, I'm feeling a little bit of a sharp pain. Let me move. It's been some time since I've been sitting here. Let me stand up. Let me mm-hmm. stretch. Let my body know that I hear it. I understand something's going on. And to see you creating a platform like this, right? To see you creating a space, a very free and safe space. Tell me a little bit of the beginning of this movement of yours. Like, yeah, very literal, but also, you know, metaphoric. Tell me a little <laughs> bit about it. Yes. Absolutely. So, you know, I've been a dancer my whole life. I've, uh, like, through college, you know, from five years old through college. Um, and I was in a couple social dance clubs, uh, here in New York city, a choreographer, a couple of like local singers. And, you know, I was really doing stuff as a, as a side hobby, but I noticed that when I would go to some of these classes, I was like the only big girl in the class. And that, you know, and I used to feel, I'm one of those things that like, you know, like you have your thing, right. When you, whatever your thing is, like, you know, you're so confident in. So I know when I'm dancing, I feel super confident. Like there's no I don't feel body shamed. I don't feel less than because I know that like I feel good and it feels right. good when I dance. And for some mm-hmm. people that might be crocheting or that might be whatever right. it is for them. Right. And so, but when you're not, when I wasn't dancing, when I was in the room and I'm like assessing the room and, you know, I'm trying to dance and like trying not to be in my head and like just perform, you know, I would, sometimes it would get to my head when I would visually see like, Oh, maybe I shouldn't be here or, but, I, but the thing is, I knew that there are other people that can, I'm not like an enigma. There's plus of people that dance, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's actually when I started posting online, a friend of mine um, was like, yo, you should like post, you should post on Instagram. That's when like Instagram was still like very, again, oh my God, I'm aging my, <laughs> I'm like, this is what I should... Instagram just started putting videos. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly yeah, it. so funny. <laughs> um. But it was really cool because what I saw in the community was people like, oh, my God, I'd love to dance, but I'm too scared to come to a class or like, oh, my God, like I miss dancing. And so there was a community of people. Then I met other plus size dancers and I was like, oh, my God, like we're out here, but we're not out here, you know. Mm-hmm. And so um, I was always teaching classes. But what I decided to do is like, you know, I'm showing up in this body and I'm not representing that enough. Like I always try to fit in. Mm-hmm. Right. And like, I never just, you know, I would sub for other classes, but I would never be brave enough to like, you know, make my own schedule and do my own classes. And then mm-hmm. I was like, you know what, like I'm here in this space and there is a need for this space. And so even though I was already teaching classes, I kind of just changed my format. And we used to have, right. This was actually the before the, before the pandemic, yeah. we used to have like a two hour workshop once a month. And that's how I started where we would sit and talk for the first half hour and just kind of like talk some affirmations and get comfortable with like, why are we uncomfortable with dancing or what we feel about our bodies? And we kind of like let go of some of that shame. We do some like fun dancing to like kind of get the silliness, like to be playful and silly. And then mm-hmm. we do to do choreography, but it was great because it gave us space. And that was, I think what was just needed. It was a space for people to say like, Hey, you're safe here. Like, let's like wiggle out things that we don't feel good about. Let's like call out things that we maybe feel insecure about because you know, what we found is like, almost a lot of people are in their own heads and it's not Mm -hmm. even being in a plus size body. You could be in any body and look at yourself in a mirror and with a bunch of people in the same room Mm -hmm. and feel intimidated because someone looks stronger than you or taller than you or thinner than you, or, you know, there's just, there is the comparison is such a killer. Um, and so 
what we realize is that we're all in our own minds, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Everyone is in our own minds. And so it really is, um, I wanted to give a space to say like, Hey, like, let that go out of your mind. Like we're all feeling this kind of weird stuff. So we're all going to feel weird together. We're all going to feel sexy together. We're all going to try to tap into something together. And it was really beautiful. And I was doing that for about two years and then the pandemic hit and I was like, what do I do? <laughs> um, I think all of us were in a space where we're like, I wanted to still dance or create some joy, especially because we were in the house all day and there was mm-hmm. not a lot of activity, you know, or movement and so much mental health happening because of loss of finances or jobs or people, just, you know, or just having to, if you were a parent, you had zero time. Like yeah. if you were yeah. a working parent, like I just, I don't, I still like, I'm still traumatized by yeah. <laughs> having to work and school my kid at the same time yeah. and make sure that everyone is fed. Um, you know, and so what I decided to do on Instagram was I just made these like every day at noon, we would just dance yeah. for like 15 minutes. And it was my way to give back, but also a way to be like, I'm like, I am now responsible to get up every day to do this at noon. And it put onus on me to, to make that time for joy. Right. Uh, Sometimes my daughter would join in as you guys (laughs) probably remember. We saw her. We would have people. (laughs) She's so funny. Um, you know, and it was such a joyous space and it became, it became a community. It became, um, and then I, you know, one point the comments, I was like, we were shaking and I was like, let everything jiggle, let it go free. And we're like saying free the jiggle and people are coming free the jiggle. And we're like, yes. And that's how, and that's how it became free. The jiggle came out of our community. It came yeah. out of us dancing, saying things, liberating things. We were like, yes, this is what it feels like. Yeah. And so what grew to be a, you know, a 15 minute <laughs> class at noon is now an, we have an online virtual studio of over 100 members. We have in-person classes here in New York City. And it's just so beautiful to see a community of just people who want to dance and let go. Yes. And so, you know, I, it really, it's really exciting stuff. And um, it's, I feel like dance is very much therapeutic and very much therapy for a lot of people. Um, and some, you know, we hold a lot of stress in our bodies, mm. a lot. Ooh. And when you like, it is, especially for us women, we hold it a lot in our wombs and our stomach area and our yes. pelvic. And so when we're like, and I say this so funny, but we are twerking, we are hip thrusting, when we are shaking and jiggling that out, we are literally waking up our lymphatic system, mm-hmm. which is releasing happy hormones, which is letting go of stress. It's throw, it's putting oxygen and blood flow back into our bodies it's you know I don't want to go on tangent but like we have powers to like heal our own bodies like we are designed to to heal a lot of ourselves if we tap into that so um that's really how it was born it was born through kind of being wanting to be representation um seeing a a space where joy was needed in in a really crazy time and then how we can translate that into a class and it's just it's been a beautiful journey Yes, absolutely. What I love that you said about this was it's evolution, Um, how it yeah. started to where it is today. I want to be very transparent. I absolutely used to join. Well, I don't work anymore at the place where I worked at during the pandemic. So, yeah, I totally <laughs> used to join the midday um sessions absolutely yes. from home. And then I remember when you started doing the evening uh, and, and 
there was a point that was oh my god i remember they shut off the ig live a couple of times well not a couple it was more than a couple no, they started they started to get onto the music, music. right stuff and i was like you yes. guys are just oh, killing you guys so, are killing our vibe so annoying <laughs> i remember that i was like damn we were in the middle of saying here and they would just <laughs> shut it off because ig was like having a havoc over it but um it was just so much fun it was so much fun to be able to at least sustain the movement. I, I, I've been very candid here about my weight loss journey prior to pandemic and then pandemic hitting. And I did gain some of the weight back. But one of the things I was very scared of, and, and I could be very transparent on this, is when I was at my heaviest before my weight loss journey started, I used to feel a lot of pain in my legs. It used to feel like pins mm. and needles. I knew it was a circulation issue. I knew it was going to catch mm-hmm. up to me. And so... I knew for a fact, even having gained some of that weight back and, and now getting back into schedule and all that, I knew for a fact what I did not want to feel was that poor circulation. I did not want to feel those pins and needles because I literally would feel like I couldn't move and it's a terrible feeling. Um, and so when the pandemic hit, you know, one of the things that I wanted to make sure is one way or another, there was still some form of movement in place. So I wanted to make sure of that for sure. And I was able to do that. Your platform being one of them for sure. Um, one of the things I love so much was like you have always been very much so an advocate of modifications. And I appreciate yes. that. No shame so in the mod game. Much because if 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 anybody's ever worked out with me, y'all know my balance <laughs> is not a thing. I I am that person. <laughs> who will trip over herself and fall. I am that person. So I always look for the option of a modification and I try both out to see which one works best for me. I've learned a lot about my body through movement to know, oh, I know lunges are not my thing. So let me find that modification so I can still get it done without necessarily hurting myself, right? Because to your point, our bodies are very powerful and we can definitely heal ourselves without having to overdo it. Um, So I wanted to acknowledge you for that because your platform was definitely one that did help me through the pandemic. And I'm sure you hear that all the time, but I think it's important to to be able to reinforce it and to educate people on how simple a 10 minute movement can be and how vital mm-hmm. it is to our well-being in, in more ways than just one. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And thank you for that. Like I received that. And I I really feel like the work that we do is healing. Um like I take it beyond like, yeah, we're just like we're 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 sweating. You know, we're <laughs> I we don't talk about burning calories like in our class where it's very much like you are here. The intention of you being here is to let go of the all the crap that you deal with on an everyday basis, mm-hmm. whether you hold, and especially as women, because a lot of the folks that take my class are women or female mm-hmm. presenting and, you know, are a lot of the times women that carry a lot of hats, mm-hmm. you know, like they... Mm-hmm. You know, they just, they wear a lot of hats rather not carry. They wear, well, they probably carry a lot of bags and wear a lot of hats, you know? (laughs) (laughs) I love it. And so, and so funny, a lot of the, a lot of my, the members who come are service workers, like teachers, social workers, therapists, (sighs) um, people who are constantly giving to others and don't have the time to pour into themselves. So I don't take what I do for granted at all. And I feel like, again, um, especially our generation, I'll say, so this is really important for us because we grew up in diet culture. We grew up in the nineties seeing like hardcore, you know, that like 
what was it called like heroin chic like I think it was like that was literally like the (laughs) the terminology at the time and so we've you know we have to come out of that we were so internalized to to think that fitness equals weight loss which means I will look better which means I'm more attractive or whatever the case is that you that is that you feel Mm -hmm. but in reality that's not it's just it's we always say this a lot, but weight loss is such a small part of fitness. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times it's a, it's a like secondhand result of, right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I think what we have to be more intentional about in our own bodies is like setting other goals for ourselves that are mm-hmm. not based on weight. Yes. Um, I think we, we put ourselves in a bad position, right? Because if I'm going to the gym and, and also, hold on, let me backtrack. One, we need to set up goals for ourselves that are realistic. We cannot start and be like, I'm going to start going to the gym three days a week and you haven't gone for a whole year. Like that is so, that's not, you're not setting yourself up, right? But if you say, I'm going to go two times a month just to start Mm -hmm. and you did that for a year, you have worked out 24 times, right? And you don't think about that. Like you don't think about, if I said, if I did, if I even said once a week, I would have worked out 52 times, you know what I mean? Whatever it is for you. You have to start small. Mm -hmm. And like we said, that's why those 10 minutes, like 10 minutes, people think like, oh, I have to work out for two hours at the gym. I have to work out for an hour. No. And (laughs) a lot of the times you start small. You start with with what you know. Um, And a lot of the times it's just like for for me and I know for for a lot of people like dancing feels good and it feels it it brings joy and um, back sometimes memories depending on the song you know there's there's a lot of nostalgia that music can give you and so when you when you pair the power of like music because I also am very intentional with the music that I choose as Mm -hmm. well Mm -hmm. um when you when you power intentional music and intentional movement and intentional affirmations it get like you really have something special and I think anyone can achieve that you can go to the gym and say Today, I want to feel stronger. Today, mm-hmm. I want to maybe try five more pounds than I did, you know, last week. Um, today, I want to see if I can do six squats instead of three squats. It's, there's, there's so many ways that you can give yourself another form of measurement that feels mm-hmm. good, that feels um, rewarding, and that is true, right? right? Because it's not like, oh, my God, I'm not losing weight or I'm not hitting this and I'm not doing the work. Like, you, you clearly are doing the work. And there's so many other benefits. And when we acknowledge those benefits, we we don't think of fitness as a punishment or as like a, it equals this. We just think right. of it as like, ah, oh, this is why I do it because I feel good and, and all of this stuff. So right. yeah, I, I really wish that we can, you know, take that, take that tone more of just like using fitness for self-care. Yes, absolutely. And let me say this because I, I, I want to be very intentional on this. When I entered my weight loss journey, it was, of course, to lose weight, but I wanted to make sure that I became stronger. I wanted to make sure that my body felt a level of strength that that was to my liking and my satisfaction that that helped me in rebuilding my confidence right um and mm. adding to the current confidence level that I had it's so funny that you mentioned the the intentional music because there were days that I knew I had to balance all of my hormones because it was, you know, that time of the month or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I still wanted to make it to the gym. And I would be listening to by far the most emotional Rihanna songs while I was bench pressing. But the point 
it was. It was in that moment that I was fulfilling yes, my body, it the felt strength, right. and it felt right with my heart and my spirit, right? And 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 it's in through that journey, right, that you really do learn how to reach a certain level of success for yourself, right? If I'm not having fun doing it, I'm not going to do it at all. And when I go and mm. do it, I'm probably not going to do it right because I'm probably not going to pay attention either to what I'm supposed to be doing. And and let that right. be a truth in so many different aspects of your life, but especially when it comes to really fulfilling your soul and, and, and it being with movement and with music too, right? I, when it comes to music, it's like, I literally have to wake up and I say, what is in my spirit today? What I want to listen to? There's times that I will listen to the oldest, most folkloric music of my country, Ecuador. But it's because for some reason I woke up and I wanted to think about my grandfather playing a guitar. And it's because yeah. I wanted to think about that today as I'm getting my coffee and I'm commuting to my workplace in the Bronx, that is the music that I am blasting in my ears. And in my mind, I am in movement. I, I am a movement in a family party listening to this. And, and that is going along with every single step that I'm taking yes. as I'm commuting to work. Right. And so I, yes. I do believe that that is a part of intentional and purpose when we are doing these things for ourselves and for our wellness. Um, I want to highlight one more thing for you, moving and managing, not just your business, but also the balance with your home, your family, motherhood. Mm -hmm. How has that looked like for you? Because literally as moms, we're always on the go, but you're also always with the movement so how has that been for you because one thing about you you're always like going and so when I see you like when I see you share that you're like you know I needed to take some time I'm like oh okay Jesse's taking some time here like how has that been for you I will say it's not it's not easy for someone who is naturally wanting to be active all the time right. like um, I have ADHD and so, and I've always had it. I know, known since I was a kid. And so I've always known that I've had like this hyperactive energy and, um, it's almost like, I want to say like, it's definitely a double-edged sword, right? Mm. It's a, it's in, in many ways, I'm very productive and I want to do so many things and I'm very passionate about a lot of things, but also I drain myself because I put myself in so many places and I don't feel like I can be a hundred percent there mm. for everything. And so it's definitely trying to learn that balance, which I'm, you know, it, it took a lot. It took a lot of um, <laughs> me to the point where I had a stroke, you know, mm. and so that was really a really tough and a learning lesson. I will say for mm. me, it was where I was just I knew I was giving so much of my time to other people. Um, and even if it's your it's your own business, like, again, you have to pour into yourself and mm. whatever it is that you're trying to um achieve, you know, pouring into your own cup is so important. Yes. And I think I, um, it was a big lesson for me because I, I run my cup dry mm. for sure. And I feel like it was just, um, it was, it, it was, uh, a way for me to just, you know, for a wake up really, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> a wake up really to be like, Jess, what are you doing? Like, yes. you know, you're out here bugging. Like, you yes. need to really take care of yourself. And I think um, a lot of us face this is that what I've been terming as like toxic productivity. Mm. Like, I feel like when I rest, I'm guilty. I feel guilty for resting. And I say, oh my God, there are like two other things I could have done yeah. instead of 
been on TikTok for an hour or, oh my God, I slept, I slept an extra hour. I, I, I should have woke up and did the dishes. There's so many things that run through my mind. And, and I know this relates to a lot of people mm-hmm. um, because we feel guilty for like taking a break. And, and I have to tell myself like, just like, why are you, I was like, you are allowed to scroll for an mm-hmm. hour because you have done X, Y, Z today. Yeah. And it's like, when are you going to have time to not think or to not have to process something in your mind for someone else or for the next thing that you have to do tomorrow? Um, you know, for a lot of us, like resting, it could, it could be watching TV, could be watching, you know, could be on social media, could be talking to a friend, um, could be just taking a nap. Mm, <laughs> like for amen. Yes. A, you know, oh God, I always tell like, Lord, I strive for for one day to be able to just take a midday nap, but I don't know if my if my brain will let me one day. <laughs> She's like, I strive for that midday nap. Like, no, I like lay down. And I'm like, okay, I'm ready, and it like doesn't happen. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm there. I'm here. I'm ready. I'm waiting. The no, universe, <laughs> the universe doesn't align for Jesse in that midday no. nap at all. It's like you never you ever feel like when your body is so tired, but your brain's like we we live like here's oh. here's the report for the day here's what we have to do tomorrow oh my god remember that thing that happened to your fifth grade like why are we thinking about that now <laughs> it's just like Je- jesse has tapped into a set of group chats that i have right now because it's exactly the shit i be talking about i'm like i gotta do this i gotta do that this is happening next week and then the week after and this is already booked and my friends are like can you pencil us in because you're already booked out like two months like but it's but you're so right you're so right like yeah. there are times I wish I could just, you know, the checking in and checking out to a hotel like that. Like I just, I just, yeah. I would like that just for one day. I would love my brain to check out for a day. That would yeah. be so nice. <laughs> yes. Yes. No, but, um, but, 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 you know, it is a learning, like I'm not, I am not there yet. And it's a learning lesson for me too. But I think what, you know, I, I say this a lot. I'm very lucky. Um, you know, when I had had my stroke in August, so it hasn't even been a year. Um, I got to the hospital really quickly and I was able to get medication to reverse my stroke so quickly that I, you know, I was paralyzed from my whole like left side, left side. Yeah. And it was scary because I'm like, this is, I use my body for work. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and I, it was a very scary thing where you can realize, wow, I can lose it in an instant. And it was such a reminder for me to slow down. Um, and now I'm more, I think I'm, if anything, I'm now more in tune with my body. I know when I'm stressed, I can feel it in my body mm. and know it more and say like, I need to do some breath work or, yeah. Oh, I need to drink some water. It's yes. been a while since I drank some water yes. and I'm feeling a little jittery. Um, you know, like, like I'm going to go and I, there are times where I'm just like, I need to shake it out of my wrist. Like I need mm-hmm. to just, you know, shake everything out because I'm feeling anxious and mm-hmm. I just need to do a quick jump around because I'm not feeling it right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's just, there's, there's signals and signs that like, I feel like I'm so much more in tune with. And part of it is like a little anxiety of like worrying, like, oh, I got to make sure that I'm, I'm safe and that I'm calm because I don't want to have another stroke, but right. a little bit of PTSD there. But overall, it has taught me to, to listen and yes. to listen to what my body is saying um, yes. and to really be in tune with what's going on because, you know, this is, this is our, this is our meat sack right here on earth. Like this is what we are working with. You know, whatever you believe in, we are all souls. Right. And like, we are here on this, but it's not our, it's not our forever home. And Mm -hmm. so to be, 
to, you know, there's so many ways that people see this human experience and we can live in this human experience, stress out of our lives, or we can say like, I am here in this human experience to like, to love, to find joy, to be happy, to, to, to live with this community, to spread joy, this, whatever purpose that I have, you know, whatever dream that I want to accomplish in this time here, we want to focus on that. And I feel like me focusing about like what email I didn't send is Mm. not going to like, you know, um, it shouldn't keep me up at night. Mm -hmm. And so I, I think it's really just learning to, to tap into that, tap into that, tap into just being more intentional. Absolutely. You know, um, one thing, you know, one thing my show knows and, and my listeners know is that when the conversation flows and flows, and that's exactly what I wanted to highlight in the double or nothing. So we just dive right into that because I want to. Yes, let's do it. <laughs> yes. Um, I wanted to highlight, you know, what happens when life happens and, 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 you know, your intentional course of, of life takes a detour or it's at a hard stop right and you didn't even see it coming right and so you highlighted your experience with having a stroke and um I want to be uh very mindful in this part because for one I don't want to like start crying but um when I saw (laughs) I'm like I'm just trying to hold back I know (laughs) I know when I saw you explain what happened to your followers and I saw you get back up from that bed as someone who works in healthcare, who mm. has not always seen that mm. happen, such a turnaround time that it did for you. Yes, okay? yes. That's what people don't understand. If you're, I feel like everyone who knows that who works in medicine, yes, or in healthcare, like definitely like has attached like uh, understands like yes. how lucky and blessed I am. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and. And, and on top of that, on a very personal note, I, my mom was, I, I think I was like maybe 13 or 14 when it happened to her and yeah. it was, we saw it instantly in her face and her eye and yeah. my mother, for those of you who know, you know, La Chato, I talk about her here, um, she always has that tick in her eye and she gets treatment for it for the rest of her life okay. because when it's too stressful for her, it starts um, ticking and, and potentially closes on her. Right. I remember my mom was learning how to drive and she was practicing to go take a permit and to go um, take her license. And because of the stroke and the damage that it did to her, she could no longer see on her peripheral. So she wasn't able to get her license. But I remember she used to switch the car from one side to the other for my dad before my dad would come home. Um, yeah, I remember. <laughs> I, I remember that. these things. And she's like, I'm re- still going to drive. <laughs> yes. And I remember like just seeing little things like my mom had to stop working in a on a sewing machine in a factory because she really couldn't see for too long. Right. She could hurt herself. Right. My mom had to make so many changes and it was really hard to see her go through these things. It's really hard still to this day to sometimes see her eye react to stress or to certain things. Right. And so I knew what that felt like for me and to see you so resilient, having a daughter and, and, and this being your temple, right. Um, to a community Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, at the end of the day, you have a family, you have your home and, and being able to see you recover so quickly. 
I want to believe that a lot of that had to do with just how in tune you are with your body and all the movements that you have worked on for your body to be well, well enough that even in that moment, in such a scary moment that could have been a lot worse, you were able to aid yourself. You were able to fight through that and you were able to start your healing. And and I needed you know, to highlight that for in this moment. Yeah, I really thank do. You. I, I appreciate that so much. And I received that because I am a fighter through and through. And even when I, you know, when it happened to me and I had fainted and I had felt, I knew that I still had strength on my right side. And so it took mental strength. Mm. It took physical strength. But I hurled my ass yes, <laughs> yes. from my room to the door. And it's just so funny because it's, it's such a Latina in me, but I'm like, I don't want them to break down my door because I live right next to the elevator and someone could just steal my stuff. <laughs> and I'm thinking about this as I'm freaking like, half myself is paralyzed, but this is my mindset because I'm like, oh, hell no, that they're the firemen or like the ambulance is not going to bust through this door like this. <laughs> I love locked. it. I love it. Oh my God. Oh my God. That but, is hilarious. But, but I even, I laugh about you. Know, I laugh, but I think about that even in that moment. Mm-hmm. I pushed myself because you could easily feel, I could have easily just laid there on the ground mm-hmm. and been like, this is it. Yeah. But I knew there was something in me and it, it I don't know if it was intuition. Ooh. It's okay. <laughs> you know, I don't know if it was intuition, but for me it was, I, I didn't, I, I didn't think I was going to die. Mm-hmm. Like in that moment I was like, okay, this is happening to me, but I, this is not my, this is not the end. Yeah. Like yeah. I, they, that mentality to me, it was like, I am, this is okay. Like this is happening to me all right, let me get to the door. Let me like call the people. Like, let me try to get as focused as I can to like, to be in tune as much as I can. And what was really hurtful too at the time. And I want to say hurtful. I I shouldn't say that, but because I'm so young, um, (laughs) being in a show community will make you feel young. I will say that because I was definitely the youngest one there, but, um, you know, it, it was very much like, um, you know, everyone thought I was on drugs or thought I was oh, yeah. overdosing at the time. And mm. they asked so many questions and I'm like over here, like I'm pissed. I like, try to talk to them, but I'm slurring. And my husband is trying to explain to them. And, you know, at the time, and I'm like, these white guys asking me if I am, you know, right, <laughs> right. I, and, right. you know, and, you know, I, I start to immediately just like, oh my God, they're assuming I'm like a drug addict. Mm-hmm. And this is, this is so infuriating because I'm, I know I'm having a stroke and, and, and again, I say this often, but there's so many weird, again, weird things that happened in my life. The only reason why I know I was having a stroke is because I was down a YouTube spiral where I was watching things on my ADHD and I found, it, it, you know, you go to like a YouTube spiral, you just start mm-hmm. watching video after yeah, video. I was yeah. on a TED Talk spiral. Yes. And I saw this woman, this neurologist who studied her own brain after a stroke and she explained what had happened. And the story was so compelling that I remember it. So when I, it happened to me, I knew what was happening. I knew what I had to do right away. I knew I had to call my husband. I knew I had to try to call 911 to, because my speech was starting to go. And it was. Um, but, you know, I don't, I, there's sometimes, I, there's definitely some survivor's guilt. Sometimes I feel, I'm like, oh my God, I healed so quickly. Mm-hmm. Like, how? Do, why am I so lucky? And so um, I don't take it as guilt anymore. I take it as like, it was <laughs> God was flicking me like he just threw me to the ground like boom like he's like Mira get it together <laughs> and I was like okay 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 I'll take care of myself okay like I feel like he flicked me to like bring me down a little bit he's like I'm just giving you a lesson real quick but like get it together girl because you gotta take care of yourself if you wanna yes. if you wanna <laughs> do all yes. these things yes. um, and I say that with humor obviously 
Sorry, can you guys hear that? Mm-hmm. No, okay, good. There's like a motorcycle behind me. Oh, I don't hear uh, a thing. Your car is fantastic. <laughs> okay, great, great, great. Good, good, good. <laughs> no, because I hear it so clearly. Okay. Um, what was I saying? Sorry, my ADHD now. I'm like, where was I going with this? God sent me to calm down. That's what he told you. Yes. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> I really, no, but in, you know, again, for me, I just felt like it was very much a sign. Um, and, you, you know, if, if, if I can get spiritual for a second, like there has always been a message that people always been telling me to be still, but people have prayed for me or have just told me in life, like, you need to be still girl. You're always, you know, you said, this is the, how you started the podcast today, right? She's always moving around. I did. <laughs> and I have friends who would joke that curse with moves. is not just moves, but like, she always moving. Moves. Like she's literally everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I love it, and but yeah. So, yeah. And so it was a constant, it was a constant in my life to be still and I was never listening. And I was like, I used to joke and I'm like, I was like, God made me neurodivergent. I can't be still. He knows I'm hyper. Like, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) but there's just a different kind of stillness. It's not just about like being quiet in a room. There's, Mm -hmm. there's just, there's something that you can like, I, there are times where I take and I dance by myself, headphones in and it's for me. And it's like that piece. I listen Mm -hmm. to like, a bomba stereo song or like something that really makes me feel like just like earthy and like fluid. And that makes me feel like, you know, I can just move my body and not have to worry about, you know, choreographing and I can just feel the flow of it and breathe. For me, it's like, that's therapy in itself. And that's, that's, that's for me a way to get things out, you know, and to be, and and it's, even though it doesn't sound like I'm being still Mm -hmm. for me, this is stillness because when I'm moving, for me, I'm not thinking about tomorrow. I'm not thinking about the things that I have to do. I'm just like feeling the music. I'm feeling my body. And I feel like whatever that is for you, it, it might not be dancing. It might be, you know, whatever it is, whether it's in, in your movement space or in your movement journey, find that thing that quiets your mind. Because, yeah. man, it is a powerful thing to be able to quiet your mind. Not all of us are lucky to have that. Yeah. We are not always lucky to have that privilege, um, uh, especially for people who are neurodivergent. My daughter's also autistic. And so um, she has a lot of anxiety as a, as a young kid. So it's it's hard to see it, too, in your kids. And, and, and so I'm trying to build spaces within my home to make it a safe space to be like, let's breathe. We do the thing where we're like, smell the flowers, blow out the candle. Smell yeah. the flowers, blow out the candle. And that's how we get you know, her to breathe and her to understand her breath and how to like use her body yes, to yes. calm her. Right. And yes. so again, these are all things that we were learning as we go. And I feel like as kids, you know, <laughs> our generation was like, why are you crying? Calm down. <laughs> all the time. All the time. Yeah. And we don't. And so like, and then we're always wired because we never learn ways to like maintain our own emotions. And then our kids see that. So man, like movement taught me even just to break generational curses within my own life and like Mm. to be a better parent, to be more calm, to use some of these techniques in fitness and movement to calm my body, to calm my mind, to calm how I speak to people. If I'm having a bad day, I want to shake that shit out before I talk to my kids or before I talk to my husband, Mm. because it's not, they're not, it's not their fault that I'm having a bad day is work. Right. But right. I come with a home with the attitude because I'm tired because I have four hours of sleep and because now you want to ask me to this, that, the third, and now I'm getting mad at you. But I'm like, you don't I deserve know. that, right? Right, right. 
Right. And we get it. We we're all, we could also be the victim of that too, right? Yeah. And so I think it's making sure that we have the tools to own our to own and say like. I need to just work out. I need to go just jiggle. I need to take a walk. Mm-hmm. Like, especially, I always say, like, when you mad at somebody, go take a walk. <laughs> yes. No, it's so true. Because that walk will get you together. Yes. <laughs> so it'll and, make you process. Ooh, yes. Process it. Think about it. You know. Get the heart rate up. Like. Yes. And, and You know, honestly, regulate the heart. Especially if you are upset, you can regulate that heart rate. You know what I'm right. saying? Like, all those kinds of things. And so, um. You know, even my husband and I, like, we went through a really tough time, um, and we we've learned techniques mm-hmm. to help us be better. And a lot of that was like, yo, when we're in, when we're not communicating well, like, one of us decides to go take a walk. Yeah. Like, yeah. I need to take a walk, and it's like we take, like, you know what? Let's reset, and that really does work. And so, you know, there's just again, I see. You know, I feel like we're going, we're, we're weaving in between, like, um, you know, like wellness and movement but it's all very much intertwined like absolutely that's why if if, yeah if I could leave one message you know in this in this whole podcast is literally that like fitness and wellness fitness and movement is so much more than you know so much more than weight loss it's just there's it's such a powerful tool for just life absolutely (laughs) it it really is it's it's insane you know I said it from the beginning um seeing my dad have a scare and seeing him through movement, right? Just just like you said, right? Baby steps, right? Started off just just one walk a day, right? It, it, it doesn't have to be both ways. It could just be the one way, right? It's such right. an impact. It was such an impact. And, and he's so different now. Like, don't get me wrong. He's still moody. But there's so many things <laughs> that he is very different in. And, and I cannot not acknowledge that part, right? So I have to, I have to be able to acknowledge that. But it's amazing just where the motivation comes and the, and the positive energy comes for someone to believe that they can beat something and they can survive something because of movement, because they have the ability right. to move and they're doing that mm-hmm. and they're doing that intentionally. Um, another Absolutely. component I want to be able to, to thank you for is for being so transparent about even with the balance with your family. Right. And being able to share what movement is into taking a walk when we're not seeing eye to eye or for your child, right. Who also has anxiety. Right. And and Mm -hmm. it's so beautiful. One of the things I've, I've been able to do recently and, you know, we're back on it tomorrow. My son comes with me now at 5am to the gym, you know, where his head as a 16 year old who is in soccer varsity team, right. Who aspires to do so many things with sports related. And he is not by far the skinniest gem. Okay. No, my son is his little husky self, but you know what? He's so intentional with what he eats, so intentional with how he eats it, so intentional with what he feels his body with, his intention with water, right? I, I just, I need a little bit of water. I need to hydrate. He's so intentional with so many things that when I see the discipline behind it and the motivation oh. behind it, that's where I really see wellness being so powerful um well you you really tapped on something there too talk to me it's it's so interesting because people like what happens is like people start with motivation Mm -hmm. but motivation fades and so if you don't have discipline like not every day I want to take a walk but I schedule it for three times a week Mm. and so like I take the time to do it and sometimes I'm like I really like I remember there was one time I had my period and I was cramping hard as hell Mm. 
And I was like, I do not want to walk, but I know that if I walk, I'll feel better, but I don't want to get up and get dressed. And I'm having this moment and my alarm goes off to go like to do my hike and pray. And I'm like, Uh damn, I was like, all right, like (laughs) I'm going to do this. And I'm so grumpy and I'm like so mad at myself. But then I'm, once I'm out there, I'm chill. Like I I feel so good. I actually saw a deer that day for the, and it was like a really calming, beautiful moment. I felt like that was a sign of like, like, you know, I've always wanted to see deers on the trail, but I'm, I'm one of these like woodland creatures. I'm like, I want to see things. I'm like, oh my God. But then of course, if I, if I saw something like a snake, I would die. But, <laughs> but I'm over here like, you know, it was just a beautiful moment. I was like, oh, like, you know, I really feel like it's just, this walk was worth it and it yeah. felt really good. And yeah. I didn't, wasn't motivated to do it yeah. at all. I had zero yes. motivation to do it. But because I told myself that I was being disciplined mm-hmm. to get out and go three times a week and like I knew that it was good for me that I went out and did it. And mm-hmm. and, and it's so hard because I said, you're going to lose motivation, y'all. You're going to you lose it. it. Motivation is not a an everlasting feeling. Yeah. And you can use it. I always say use motivation to spark, to spark something that you need, right? Yeah. And you can always try to find more motivation, but like really tapping into the discipline of doing something for yourself. And like I said, from the beginning is not three, I have to go to the gym four times a week. No, it, it could be, I'm disciplined enough to go one time a week. Mm. I'm disciplined enough to take a virtual class one time. I'm, I'm committing to take to, to, to setting up a playlist and dancing it out in my bedroom for 10, 10, 10 15 minutes, you know, whatever that is. It's like, you set those goals. And I feel like we don't, again, we don't have to be lofty about these goals. We can Mm -hmm. be very small and very intentional. And we we, we would be so much happier, right? If we set those small goals of like, yo, if I did breath work three times a week Mm -hmm. and I completed that and that took two minutes of my day, I'm like, yo, I actually do feel a difference. And I can't believe that two minutes they really did that for me. Yes. yes, (laughs) You know? Um, Yes. No, I appreciate that um, for for adding to that because I I hope that whoever listens to this just really understands how the process flows and where the journey really lies. And and it's not so much on stay motivated. And I was like, "Mm, not every day, guys. Um, But inspiration. It's like, girl. Uh -uh. (laughs) (laughs) Because if I was inspired every day, let me tell you. I mean, like, are you motivated to be at work every day? I know I'm not. So I'm even in my own work. But I go because we got to put food on the table. Right. And there's a certain <laughs> level of discipline that I have. Absolutely. Right. So if you like, if you're telling yourself that your happiness is important to you, but you don't prioritize being disciplined about your self-care, then are you really prioritizing being happy? Or are you really prioritizing your Ooh, yourself? That can and be true. it's a... I, <laughs> If I'm talking to you, Listen, talk, <laughs> talk to yourself, all girl. of us. That's right. Absolutely. But that gave yeah, me chills. If you're listening and it hits yeah. you, you know. You know, on the platform, <laughs> I always say we get comfortable being uncomfortable. No topic is ever off limits. So we're going to we're gonna check Listen. a few of y'all. We're going to address a few things, even if it hits me first. So that's how it's going to fly here. Um, <laughs> we're going to go into the last segment, which is, you know, ironically enough, because you mentioned it, I call it the overdose. And with the overdose, overdose um you know i always say i'm in healthcare i probably should not name it that but i just i i just it is what it is um on this overdose <laughs> segment here's where we share something where we are either overjoyed with or completely over it and it could be absolutely about 
anything, whether it's aligned with your journey yeah. or just anything at all. So is there anything you're either overjoyed with or completely over it? You know, I, I want to say like, there's two things. Like, I feel like I'm going to, I'm going to start with what I'm over because mm-hmm. I feel like I heard you if we, like, I, I honestly feel like I'm over like having to explain so much <laughs> that like fitness is for everyone and that that is it is an inclusive space because I feel like we've lost ourselves in in this diet culture and like I'm just so tired of of people using fitness as a as a diet culture tool and as a tool to minimize people or to make people feel less than yes. when it is a tool for empowerment and for healing and so I'm over that. Okay, you? <laughs> I'm over just like fitness is not just for this like skinny white woman you know uh we do like plus size pilates classes all the time and like everyone who's like comes with us and they're like i thought pilates was just for like like you know just like thin white women yeah. and i'm like well yeah. it's advertised that way but it's like not nah, it's for a lot of bodies so yeah mm-hmm. i'm just like that's where my mission is i'm like trying to really push the limit on that okay and another part of that too is like i don't like so there's all this, all this noise, right? When, especially as a plus size athlete of like, oh, well, she's not an athlete because she's plus size mm. or how are they, um, I've seen people get mad about like Nike, like making a plus size clothing for like athletes. And there was all this stuff. And I feel like I am in this space where I feel like you can't talk shit <laughs> because there's all this stuff of like, that people need to be working out. Okay, well, I'm in the space where I'm doing that. So, like, right. what's your now? What's your excuse? Right. Like, I'm a trainer and I do this, and like, my body looks like this, but I be, and it's because I work out all the time, and it's because mm. like this is my body in this space. And you mentioned something. I don't go off topic, but I really want to hit something because you mentioned something in the beginning about your weight gain mm. during the pandemic. And what I want people to realize is that your body. Remember, we talked about your body has the power to heal itself. A lot of people gained weight at that time, but it's like your body was coping. Yes. Your body had to shift into a different stage where it was in a lockdown mode. Mm-hmm. And a lot yep. of people gained weight because of that. And it's not out of, you know, it, it was literally saving your body. It was saving you. It was guarding you and it was protecting you. And that was your body for that time because it needed to be that way. Yeah. And our bodies, especially as women, our bodies change constantly as mm. we both, especially when you become, after you have a baby, like it's a whole new body. Oh, oh nobody, right? <laughs> and so, so yeah, I just, again, I just want to pin that down. Like yeah. all bodies are deserving of fitness and I'm over the fact that people think it's not. Um, mm-hmm. I'm overjoyed. Oh, what am I overjoyed? Well, why don't you go first of all, you're over it. Yeah. Can we go back and forth? I'll, I'll tell you yeah, yeah, what I'm completely over it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> because I feel like ready. I was waiting. And let me fix my hair. And if the shoe fits, it fits. I don't know if anybody's ever going to listen to this or not. By anybody, I mean one or maybe three people. I don't know. But, you know, I'm actually completely over this idea that people have because I fulfill a certain type of role in the industry that I'm in in my career where it requires a desk and a chair that 
oh, I just don't do anything all day because I'm sitting down in front of a computer. I, I, I have this thing with that idea or that concept, right? It's like podcasting, right? You're not just sitting in front of a microphone, especially when you don't have a full production team. I am a one woman show. I edit, I do all the things here. Right. And, and I do to the best of my abilities that I also allow myself to do because I need to always find that balance. Right. But I'm completely over where people who do not understand things like to downplay people and, and their abilities oh. or their skills and, and, you know, to be told, oh, well, I mean, it must be easy for you, right? Because you're just sitting in front of a computer all day. Um, this is not the first time I've heard this. I've heard this before. I, a lot of the time hear it from men. Um, especially men who, and, and I hate to say it this way, but I have to say it once they find out what level I'm at, it seems to be a bit of a challenge for them to deal with that. And so th there comes the hope of, oh, well, what do you do? Oh, but that's all you do. Oh, you don't really do. Uh, calm down because I may be sitting here. Yes. But I have three to five different systems going on because I have, I, I fulfill so many hats in one. Right. And there is so much that is going on that that sometimes I'm the person who has to be the front face while still doing all the behind the scenes work. And ironically enough, I don't only do that in the industry that I'm in and in my role that I'm in, but I also do that here. I am the front face on this microphone, but then I'm fulfilling all the other hats behind the scenes, right? You are the podcaster, the director, the producer, right, the editor. Exactly. And so <laughs> the there's this idea. Yeah. And so there's this idea, right? If you want to ask questions, ask questions from people, you know, to, to understand, but don't be so quick to belittle people. Don't be so quick because of what you see on the surface, you know, oh, it's nothing. That's not that serious. I'm going to take it. I'm going to take it up a little notch, right? The idea that, oh, well, he's 16 already, my son, right? It's not like you really need to be there, like, you know, and parent or whatever. Absolutely the fuck I do. Like, I am forever going to be a mother. I am forever going to enter new phases and stages of his life that are going to require a whole new set of responsibilities and skills and mm -hmm. parenting. And I, I will say it time and time again, nobody told me parenting a teenager is this hard and he's a great kid, but it's hard. Okay. And Yo, all my friends are saying that who are raising oh, teenagers right my now. My so God. Mama do teenagers. Like I'm here. Like, Yes. Sending you love. <laughs> yes. And and but I've heard even that downplay. Like, oh, but you know, he's 16. Like, you you know, the single parenting can be that serious. Or the parenting can be that serious. No, it can. There's different stages in everything. There's different things that go on. And so I, I feel like I don't know if it's being the single mother who has a career and is a working woman type of thing. Um, I don't know if it's the idea of Oh, she's so excelled in her role, but she probably has like a whole set of little people doing the work for her. That's not what it is. I think it takes a lot of understanding and a lot of communication. And so I'm just completely over the belittling, the judgments and people not asking enough questions uh, rather than just making statements. So I needed to put that out there. Yeah. With that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just needed to let it out. Um, and overjoyments. <laughs> do, do we have anything you're overjoyed with? Yeah, I mean, I think right now I'm just, um, I feel like I'm in a season where I feel like there is a lot of um, talk of like community happening and just more people connecting. And so I'm just really feeling like hopeful and joyous about where we're taking Power Plus Wellness. As I mentioned, it's like a, um, we hold like a lot of joyful movement events. Uh, we hold about eight to 12 movement events a month for 
women. We've seen over 500 women in New York City. And so, like, we're trying to grow that chapter. And we have some potential chapters that we're hopefully opening. And so, it's just, like, I'm really overjoyed for that and to continue to spread the message because I feel like, again, you can do a lot of work online. But, like, I'm seeing so much more joy with being in person and seeing faces and building a community. It's just so beautiful. It's so beautiful to see. And especially I think after the pandemic, people are just craving community and craving some sort of connection to people, to one another. And I'm just like overjoyed for, especially as an extrovert, like I I was really hard during the pandemic (laughs) to like, you know, to like release my energy. And so it just feels nice to like, um, feel like we're in a space as a, you know, hopefully as as a bigger community that we feel more connected to each other and can like seek out more community after Mm. such a traumatic couple of years Mm -hmm. absolutely that is so powerful um overjoyment I I think I just want to say that I am completely overjoyed that my allergy season is almost over I am completely (laughs) overjoyed that I can it is a a hard one this year (laughs) for a lot of people (laughs) yes I can breathe again um but also because um you know it's it's interesting to just realize that I have to get to know my body a little bit different something that I've been able to say I've never dealt with a day in my life I've, I've started to deal with and, and it's really learning what works for me. What else can I do for myself? How can I prepare for this before it even happens? And it's so interesting that all we're thinking about is, oh, it's just allergies. Like get over it. No, when you've never dealt with no, it. No, it really messes it up does. your day. Oh my God. People who don't have <sighs> them don't get it. Right. And so <laughs> I am overjoyed that, you know what? It's a never a dull moment with myself and B that I am learning. I'm learning more and more and, and, and being able to embrace that, you know, as we do get wiser in age and body, that there's a lot more to learn about ourselves with the movement. Right. So even, and you know, because I mentioned her before, um, Melanie Santos, she has, um, in her community, we do sessions, right. Um, community meetings, and she taught us this technique, um, to minimize anxiety and, you know, be very meditative with breathing. Right. And so ironically, enough, oh, is it the, the, yes, this, yep. Yes, I love that one. Yes. I use that quite often. Especially when you have a migraine. Yes. It's so what? helpful. It's so helpful. Well, guess what? I mm-hmm. kind of had to put that thing into play with these allergies, right? Because the allergies were impacting migraine and headache. And it was just like this yep. whole thing going on up here. And so I had to incorporate that. And I said, maybe this is going to work, right? And it did. For some time, it was helping yes. me out. And so I am overjoyed with that, that, again, knowledge is power. And I'm able to put all of this together, um, you know, between getting rid of fajas and learning how to make Brussels sprouts a little bit different <laughs> and, and <laughs> dealing with yes. attitudes and certain techniques, um, you know, but just really, really being intentional. And, and, and again, it's the learning. It's the learning ourselves. It's the learning our bodies um, to, to be stronger. And, and so I'm overjoyed with that. Yeah. Hell yeah. That's yes. amazing. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Sending you love on that. Yes, thank you. Um, can you please tell my listeners where they can follow you and find you as we have come to the end of this amazing episode? Oh, it's so fun. Yeah. Yes. Well, you guys can find me on Instagram and TikTok, Facebook at Curves with Moves. Um, and then you can, um, if you're at NYC and looking to move with us, you can find us at Power Plus Wellness. Um, that's all one word on uh, Instagram as well. 
but yeah, that's where that's where I'm at on the socials. Yes. Um, and we're again, we're just um. Thank you so much for having me. This was so amazing, and oh. I love I got I love being in a space to get to talk with like-minded women, um, yes. like you, and just you know in this community. And I hope that you know we can continue to to work together and Absolutely. continue to just push 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 the envelope forward for women to just really heal themselves and feel yes. good. Where where they are and, and how we can grow to be a better community. Yes, no, absolutely. Thank you. I, I appreciate you uh, allowing me to be able to, to share this moment with you and this platform. And you know what? My ass will definitely be intentional this summer because we definitely have to come <laughs> yes. out and support and, and be part of the community and, and be able to, to be present, you know, being present is essential. Right. Um, and, and I'm excited. I'm excited for what's to come for you and excited to join in and to collaborate and to continue supporting. Um, but I, I am very grateful you've been able to come on here and, and be vulnerable and, and share so much. So transparently on, on what this journey has meant for you. Um, I always say we are an expert of our experiences and mm. we cannot take that for granted because you never know who can learn from us. And so I appreciate you sharing your story here on this platform, Jesse. I really do. Thank and you. she'll be back because so I know much. she will be back. So she'll be back. <laughs> Happily right, jiggling, everyone. Yes, all right. And this has been another week and another episode on Double Dose of Raw Talk podcast. I am your host, Misty. And you guys will tune in next week. Bye. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter. And we are live on your favorite podcast streaming platform. Make sure to tell a friend to tell a friend to subscribe, rate, and review. Talk to you later. Bye.